hadn't figured it out, we sung a few songs about blessings and talking about blessings, and we've been talking about family. And today I want to just talk some about the, the blessing that needs to be in our homes, how we ought to bless one another and the things that are there. The Bible is filled with those stories. Many of you may have seen the, the play or the musical Fiddler on the Roof. And if you did, there was a, a great time, uh, a really significant moment in which the family together, mom and dad were there with their daughters. They were gathered around the table on the Sabbath day for the Sabbath meal. And mother and dad began to sing this blessing for their daughters. May the Lord protect and defend you. May he always shield you from shame. May you come to be in Israel a shining name. May you be like Ruth and like Esther. May you be deserving of praise. Strengthen them, O Lord, and keep them from the stranger's ways. May God bless you and grant you long lives. May the Lord fulfill our Sabbath prayer for you. May God make you good mothers and wives, and may he send you husbands who will care for you. And may the Lord protect and defend you, and may the Lord preserve you from pain. Favor them, O Lord, with happiness and peace. O hear our Sabbath prayer. Amen. God intends for the home to be a place of blessing. He intends for us as brothers and sisters in Christ to bless one another in the family of God as well. We are to be those who bless each other. We're to be a part of it. Jesus came to bring to you and to me the opportunity to experience life and life at its fullest, at its most abundant, life in the greatness of what God had designed it to be for his people and for his children and the things that are going on. So blessing is a, a very important part of our living. It's a part of what we're to be a part of. We've missed so much of it in our lives. We very seldom experience someone blessing us, someone extending to us the blessing of God upon our lives, the blessing of God's wishes and desires upon our hearts. We oftentimes fail throughout our whole time of family to ever once speak a blessing over our children and to ask God to bless them and to meet their needs on a daily basis and the things that are going on. We don't ask God's blessing upon our relationship as husbands and wives. We don't seek the blessing of God. And yet God's word is filled with the realization of that. I want to just read one of the blessings that you're probably most familiar with out of Scripture today and let it be just kind of the background for what we share together or what I share with you this morning in relationship to this idea of blessing a great instrument in the home, blessing being the strengthen of, strengthening of the family and the things that are going on as we look at it. It's found in the book of Numbers. And it's, as we look at it in Numbers chapter 6, and verses 22 through 27, again, it is verses that you've heard many, many times, maybe sometimes not in the context of what they were spoken, but they're words that we need to understand because this is God's example of speaking blessings into people's lives and using other people to take those blessings and to speak into the lives of yet others as we look at it. So I'm going to invite you to stand with me this morning as we honor the reading of God's word and allow this word to speak to our hearts in Numbers chapter 6, beginning in verse 22 and going through verse 27. The scripture says, Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to Aaron and his son, saying, Thus you shall bless the sons of Israel. You shall say to them, The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and to be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. And so shall they invoke my name on the sons of Israel, and then I will bless them. Would you pray with me? Father, this morning as we look together at the idea that is throughout your word about being a blessing to one another, being a blessing to you, blessing you, 
and blessing one another as we are to, and even as you continue to bless us with so many things as we have even sung about this morning. Father, we've lost the ability to bless. We, we spend more of our time complaining and, and being bitter. We spend our time cursing rather than lifting up in hope instead of tearing down, instead of building up. God, teach us as a people of God. Teach us in our homes first and foremost that we need to speak blessings on a daily basis into each other's lives. We need to speak the living word of God in the power of your love and the power of your grace and your mercy and your protection of your vision of all your provision and all that you are. We need to be speaking those things in our homes and our families. Father, we need to be a people of God who together, when we gather in the name of God in Christ, when we share together in worship and in communion, when we meet together in Bible study and fellowship and the things that we do, we ought to speak into one another the blessings of God and all that you desire in our lives the things that are there that we might build up rather than tear down that we might be the people of God that understand that we have been gifted by the gifts of the Holy Spirit to be building up the body of Christ to be edifying the work of God among God's people and Father we need to come back to the place where blessings are the most normal part of our conversation of our, li- of our livelihood of all that we are Father that we know that we have been blessed And we need to be able to take the blessings that have been poured out into our hearts and speak them in the lives of those around us. And I pray you'll just open our minds and our hearts to that reality this morning in Christ's name. Amen. You may be seated. You know, the scripture is filled with the evidence that God desires for people to bless one another and to experience his blessing in their lives as well as they look at it and as we see over 700 times in the book of of, in the bible the word for blessing in some form or another is used as God speaks blessings upon the lives of people as God receives blessings from his people as people bless one another and the things that are going on it was an important part of God's word he preserved it see this book is God's living word and everything in it is what God wants us to know and experience in the fullness of life and he speaks this word about blessing to all of us as we see and understand that he, even in Genesis as he calls Abram out and he's going to bless him to be a blessing that's what he says Abraham I'm giving you a blessing I'm blessing you in order that you and the nation that will precede come forth from you will be a blessing to the whole world to be a blessing to all who know you and experience you who know you who know me through you and the things that are going on and being a part of that time a blessing when it was spoken in the old testament and when we see that the words are powerful they couldn't be withdrawn and we all know that we we, we see it in the blessing of uh, when we talk about esau and we and jacob and we see uh, what goes on there with isaac and you remember isaac came in and and uh, kind of snuck into get into the situation and got the blessing of his dad and when Esau came in and asked for the blessing that was due him because he was the firstborn, all, I, all Jacob could say was, I've already given it. I can't call it back. I can't undo what I've spoken. And we know that to be true with words. See, we're very good at using words to criticize. We're, ex- we're excellent at using words to tear people down and to complain and to do. And when we speak a word, even when we speak it and it comes out of our mouth, the moment it comes out of our mouth, we regret it. But you can't build it back can't pull it back in and undo what you've done 
Well, that's the power of blessing as well. If we, if we use our words rightly, if we take the power that God has gifted us with in language and the skill to share with one another and use blessings, then those blessings that we pour forth from our mouth become blessings that touch people's lives and they're blessings that last and being a part of it as we see and understand and, and look at it. The word most used in the Old Testament is a word that, that really means the transmitting or the endowment of God's power into a person's life. It's praying that God would pour himself into the life of that individual that you're, that you're blessing, that you're speaking a blessing over and being a part of. It was spoken, a word given over a person, over a family, over a nation, over whatever it may be, but it was a word that was intended to bring the power of God into that person's life. It was often accompanied by the laying on of hands or some other sign of what goes, but that wasn't the important part. The important part was the speaking of the word, that this is God's blessing. I... I pray God's blessing upon your life. I pray God will bless you today. I pray God will bless you in your endeavor. He'll bless you at work. See, we as a church, as brothers and sisters in Christ, ought to be blessing one another. We ought to be blessing our businesses. We ought to be blessing our homes. We ought to be blessing the jobs of people. We ought to be blessing our children as they go to school and the things that are going on. There ought to be spoken blessings into the lives of one another. In the New Testament, the word that is most used is a word that we get our word eulogy from. And it is a word that means to speak praise to, to speak empowerment to, to lift up. It's unfortunate in our day and time that we only use eulogies for dead people. A eulogy is to be spoken while we're alive. It is a good word into a life of someone. It is a spoken word that, that speaks of who they are and the goodness of what's going on in and through their lives. It is a word of blessing, to re, of respect, of, of praise, of thanksgiving for them and who they are and what's going on in the life. We ought to be speaking those kinds of blessings to one another as we look and as we understand the things that are going on. There, there, seem, there are a lot of reasons for blessings, but in the Bible there, there were four main kinds of blessings in a sense. The first one was that it was, a, it was a blessing that was spoken by God to his people. Kind of like what I read in Numbers. You'll remember it said that God told Moses to call Aaron and his sons together and to speak this blessing that was from God to the sons of, to the priest in order that they may in turn speak those blessings to the people who were there. We see it over and over through the scripture and we don't have time this morning to go over every scripture in, in God's word about blessing. But it was God spoke blessings to the people, he, that he would bless them and be a part of it. One of the ones that we need most desperately in our country today, 2 Chronicles seven fourteen. if my people, my people, God's people, Christians, if my people will turn away from their wickedness and confess their sin, I will bless them. How? I'll heal their land. I'll hear their prayers. I'll respond. To what they're doing. And over and over we could go with a blessing, but there's one form of blessing, God blessing his people. The greatest blessing that God gave us, the greatest spoken blessing of God is the living word of God called Jesus Christ. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God. In fact, the word was God himself. God's speaking Christ into us. Speaking that word into us is the greatest blessing that could ever be received by any person in all of eternity. And that God would love us so very much that he would speak himself into our lives by love and being a part of it. But there's also the blessing that's spoken by the people of God. That we speak a blessing toward God. 
We've talked about it some this morning through music as we count our blessings, as we thank God for the blessings that he's given us and the things that are in our lives as we look at it. The Psalms, if you read through the Psalms, you'll find over and over and over again that there are great spoken blessings toward God. And even those Psalms in which you find they're talking about the bitterness and the hardness of life, talking about the despair and the struggles, talking about their enemies and all the things. And yet in the midst of all of that, they'll come to a point in conclusion in which they praise God. And they bless God for who God is and for what God has done. We need to be doing that in our lives regularly. Our children, our grandchildren, we as one another need to see and hear us speaking about the blessing of God and blessing Him, thanking Him, praising Him, honoring Him, glorifying Him. He, more than anything in all of eternity, deserves our praise. And we ought to be doing that regularly, faithfully. It ought to be the most natural thing for us in all the world to be able to thank God and praise God. What a great God he is. Who else loved you enough to die for you? Who else loved you enough to save you? Who else loved you enough to say, I will be with you always, even until the ends of the earth. I will never, ever, ever leave you. How can we not praise him? How can we not seek to bless God? Bless you for saving my soul. Bless you for loving me enough to give me my family. Bless you enough for praising me and providing my provision. God bless you. We ought to be doing it day in and day out. Praising God, blanking God, blessing God because of who he is and all that he's done in our lives. Another form of blessing was the blessing spoken of by God on people and things. As he would bless, he blessed the things consecrated in the temple. He blesses people who are consecrated to him. He puts his blessing upon those who seek to serve him and to worship him and to obey him and to walk with him. And then a fourth kind of blessing is the kind of blessing that we need and that I really want us to focus on this morning is the blessing that people give to one another. The blessing that we offer to each other. That's what we need to be doing. We need to be blessing each other with our lives, with our words, with our actions, the things that we do. We ought to be a blessing to people in the things that are happening to be a part of that. See, God has poured his blessings into us. But if those blessings don't flow forth from us to other people, then we lose the joy, we lose the power, we lose the victory, we lose the whole sense of what it means to be blessed. We become more like the Dead Sea. The Dead Sea is a dead sea because everything flows into it, but nothing flows out of it. And that's how most of us are. We want God to pour everything into us, but we're not ready to let it go to somebody else. We just want it all for ourselves. We're not supposed to be that way. There ought to be living waters. That's what the Bible says, that Jesus will bring up springs of living water in our lives. And that's supposed to be that which shared with other people so that it's constantly fresh and new and living and vibrant and alive with all the power and the work and the love and the graciousness of God. Blessing God's people, blessing one another, even blessing our enemies as the being a part of what's going on. See, the Bible tells us that as Christians, we ought not to curse those who curse us but rather, we ought to bless them. That's not easy. But it's who we are. Because of how God's blessed us. Because of what he's done in our lives. Have we always deserved God's blessing? No. Or I can't speak for you, but I certainly haven't. I've not always been everything God wanted me to be. And yet he's blessed me anyway. And I have to be that way as a person. I, I need to speak blessings upon people. And even those who are my enemies, those who would do me harm, those who would seek to destroy me, are 
deserving of blessing from me because of the power of God and what God has done in my life. The Bible says in that, while, that he demonstrated his love to me and that while I was a sinner, while I was at enmity, which means while I was his enemy, he sent his son to die for me. He didn't wait until I got on a friendly terms with him. He didn't wait until I thought he was the best thing that ever happened. While I was his enemy, while I was totally against everything that he stood for, he sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die for me, knowing that I may or may not respond to what he did for me, but that didn't keep him from loving me. And that's what we've got to be. That's who we've got to be as a people of God. Is that we've got to be people who are willing to bless one another and be a blessing to each other in the things that go on and being a part of it. See, blessing someone else is a remarkable expression of our faith in God to make a difference in their lives, to touch their hearts, to make a difference in who they are and how they live and what they may become and what God may experience and teach them in their lives. That they could be a blessing. And as they become a blessing, they in turn bless someone else who in turn blesses someone else. And it just keeps on going when we chair one another and we bless one another and we build one another up instead of tearing one another down and being a part of it. Zig Ziglar used to tell a story about a Chinese bamboo. And it, this particular bamboo was when you plant it as a seed, it just lay dormant. It didn't grow immediately. In fact, it took five years before it ever did anything. It just lay there dormant for five years. But you still had to treat it as though it was a living plant, as though it was growing and vital and, and important for care and all the things that you would do for any other living plant that was going on. And if you didn't take care of it over that five years of being dormant, it never came, never grew. But in the fifth year, if you had done what you were supposed to do, if you had taken care of it the way you were supposed to, it grew 60 foot in one year. That's how blessings are. We don't always see the immediate result of blessing someone. We don't always see the benefit of the actions that we take in trying to pour good into one another's life. We don't always see the blessing take place immediately in a person's life. It may take years. It may take a lifetime. Some of us may never live long enough to ever see it fulfilled. But that's not an excuse for us not to pour blessings into it. We don't know when that blessing is going to suddenly take off and bring forth life in a way that we've been praying for and longing for in the life of that individual. We don't know when that blessing is going to take root in such a way that that life is changed and they begin to live in such a positive and powerful way that it overwhelms us at the grace of God and the things that are there. See, we have to keep blessing one another. and We have to keep pouring blessings into one another's life even though we may not see the evidence of it and even though we may not deserve to be blessed. That's not my decision. I can't decide whether you deserve a blessing or not. That's God's decision. But I can speak a blessing over your heart. I can speak a blessing over your life. I can speak a blessing over your work. I can speak a blessing over your family. I can speak a blessing over this church. I can speak a blessing over this nation and pray to God that somehow, some way, some day, something happens and takes root and it begins to spring forth into a life and that brings so much joy and fruitfulness to those that are around them. We are called to be a blessing. See, we are blessed by God to bless. That's what we're supposed to be doing. I have been blessed that I can be a blessing. You have been blessed that you can be a blessing. And we're to speak those blessings into the lives of one another in every way that we can, in all the things that are going on and being a part of it. Every Christian home 
should sense the empowerment of God through the words of blessings that are spoken. Blessings that we speak over our meals. Blessings that we speak each day to one another. See, our children ought to hear us bless them every day. Bless them. Pouring God's blessing into their life. Pouring God's love into their life. Pouring God's grace into their life. We ought to be blessing them. Pouring His desire for them into their hearts. Husbands and wives ought to hear one another speak blessings into one another's lives. Caring enough about each other. Brothers and sisters, aunts and uncles, children and grandchildren and grandparents. We ought to all be, and in the household of God, every single one of us are responsible to bless every single one of us. You ought to be speaking blessings into this congregation. These are your brothers and sisters in Christ. They share the redeeming work of God in their life through Jesus Christ. They are a people of God that he has called out, set apart, and asked to worship him. And he's poured blessings into each and every one of us so that we might in turn turn around and bless one another. So that we might live the kind of life that God's called us to live and be the kind of people God's called us to be. We don't have to be like the world. We don't have to live like the world. We don't have to live in the hatred and the prejudice and all the things of this world. We don't have to be controlled. It doesn't have any influence over us unless we choose it to. And unfortunately, most of us have chosen to let the world have more influence on us than God, than the church, than the body of believers. We are called to speak blessings into one another. And, and what a difference it makes in our homes when we bless one another and we lift one another. See, words build up or they destroy. It's your choice. You've all heard and we've heard it and heard it and heard it most of our lives. Sticks and stones will break my bones, but words will never hurt me. It's the biggest lie Satan ever got us to believe, and yet we believe it more than we believe the Word of God. Words do more damage than anything, any power on this earth. Or they do more blessing, more building up, more encouraging, more strengthening. They have power. Especially words spoken under the blessing of the Lord God himself. Because those words carry the power of eternity. They carry the power of the ever-living God. And we're to speak those into each other's lives. Blessings. That's what, that's what God desires. And that's what, that's what we need. If we, if we want to make a difference in Kwana, then we start in our home. And we speak to one another blessings. You say, well, I'm in a single household. Then you thank God for the privilege of all that he's given to you up to this point. And even all the struggles, even the situations that maybe brought you to that point of singleness, whatever it may be. And then you say, God, I would ask your blessing upon this home so that anyone who enters into this home feels the power and the presence and the peace and the joy of God. And he said, God, expand that in my life so that wherever I go and whatever I do, whether I'm at the store, whether I'm out shopping, whether I'm just visiting with people, I'm having whatever, may my life be such a blessing to everyone that I encounter that they know that they have been in the presence and the joy and the victory of the Lord Jesus Christ himself. Those who have family, those that are more than one person in the household, we do it by blessing the home. We do it by blessing one another. We do it by blessing, be again saying, God, make me a blessing. Make me a blessing. 
so that wherever I go and whatever I do, that my life might be a blessing to others so that they might see you. That's what it's all about. It's not about people bragging on us and talking about what we're doing. It's being such a blessing to people that they see God. That they experience the grace of God and the joy of God and the peace of God. The hope that God brings into their life. Blessings were God's idea. They weren't man's idea. Satan doesn't want you blessing anybody. He likes you to curse them, to destroy them, to tear them down, to belittle them, to make fun of them, to mock them, to abuse them. Anything that would be harmful, he delights in. But God's changed our nature. He came into our lives. And we are brand new creations according to Scripture. And because we're brand new creations, we no longer think like the world. We no longer speak like the world. We no longer act like the world. We're being transformed by the work of grace in our life. And therefore, we speak goodness and blessing and hope peace and joy and power and victory and on and on we go by the graces of God kindness and goodness see what we need to pray individually as a family and as a family of God is what we sang about God make me a blessing make me a blessing to someone today that ought to be our prayer. Would you pray with me? Father, I thank you today for blessing me. I will never, never understand how you would choose to die on a cross for someone like me. And no matter what could happen in my life, nothing could ever overshadow the power of that blessing, of that love, that grace, mercy. Never could I find enough words, adequate words, to say thank you, bless you, glorify you for saving me. But God, so many times I try to hold on to those blessings for myself or I get in a bad mood or I'm busy or I've got all kinds of things going wrong. Life is treating me bad and the world's bad and everything's bad and, and I lose the joy of my own work of God in my life I lose the joy of your salvation I lose the joy of living and I don't feel like blessing other people forgive me but God help me to learn how to open myself up not only to your blessings but to be a channel of blessing to be the one through whom blessings flow into the lives of other people be someone who can bless my children and my grandchildren and, and they can hear those words spoken over them and they can know that I've spoken in their lives the blessing of the Lord God Almighty. Father, help me be more aware of needing to bless my wife. And my people that I associate with, people that I work with, people that I'm around day in and day out. God, if we as a church body could become a blessing, first of all, at home, 
and then here in this gathering together of people, if we could bless one another and issue forth blessings and become a source of blessings so that through the fellowship of this church family, blessings could begin to flow throughout Kwana. What a difference it would make. What lives would be changed. How people would be affected. How faces could be lifted up in hope. And things could be changed. If we could just be, God, that flowing river of blessing into the community in which you placed us. Oh, may we be a blessing, God. You've blessed us. May we be blessings to others. In Christ's name I pray.